Hey everyone, welcome to the Envision Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Hankwist, and I'm the CEO of Envision Nutrition. I'm here to take you from imagining your future possibilities to turning them into actual realities. I've taken everything I've learned over the course of five years of bodybuilding and have combined it with my 15 years of experience at being a busy working mom to create the best nutrition and fitness strategies. Now I'm bringing all that I've learned over to you through Envision Nutrition and giving you pieces of it through this very podcast. I'll be releasing a new episode every single Tuesday morning, so be sure to subscribe and turn on your notifications because you don't want to miss a thing. achieving your goals going forward. And one thing that has been a common topic this week, in, and I think you know it's because it, we recently had 4th of July and June is just one event of baseball, softball, kids activities after another. And if you're a busy working parent like I am, you are busy with your kids. However, that doesn't mean that every single event can be a special occasion where our goals go out the window, where we're influenced by outside people, friends, family, whatever. You see, when I first started down this journey of health and fitness, I had everybody in my face all the time at every event. Have the drink, have the food, eat the cookie, to the point that I mean, I even had somebody tell me they wanted to shove a pizza in my mouth. And I'm telling you, until you stick that staple into the ground and say, no, thank you, no, thank you, no, thank you, like you're a broken freaking record, it is not going to change. They are wanting you to give in because you do, because you always give in, because you always cave. You've never proven anything different. And not everything can or is a special occasion. Your entire life is a special occasion if you let it be. A hard day on a Tuesday at work, coming home, pouring yourself a big glass of wine, or I had a hard day, so I'm going to go grab the Ben and Jerry's tub out of the refrigerator. That could be a special occasion. The three different barbecues you have this weekend, or the camping trip, or let's have s'mores with the kids, or graduation, or birthdays, or anniversaries, or kids' play dates, lunch dates, date night, movie night. You guys, the list goes on and on and on. I will tell you every single time, this process is simple, but it is not easy. Nobody ever told you that it was going to be easy. But I'm telling you that you've got to pick your hard. What hard do you want? Do you want the hard where... You hate what you're looking at in the mirror where 
you're not confident in who you are, you're not comfortable in your skin, you're sick and tired of not being able to button your pants, because I'm telling you, every single body out there is beautiful at any size, at any weight, but don't lie to yourself. Don't let this body positivity movement allow you to be a fraud. Every body is beautiful, absolutely. And our looks are not everything. But don't for a minute confuse that with lack of want, lack of trying, lack of discipline, and lack of motivation. They're two completely different things. So picking your heart. Do you want that to be not being happy with yourself, continually being disappointed that you didn't make it to the gym, that you didn't hit your steps, that you suck at drinking water, etc., etc., etc.? What about going into the doctor's office and hearing news that you're not exactly thrilled with or that you're going to have to start taking a medication because you're pre-diabetic or that your cholesterol is too high? or your blood pressure is elevated. What about that kind of hard? What about the hard that you can't keep up with your kids or that you can't bend down to pick something up off the floor, heaven forbid, tie your shoe? What about that hard? That is hard. That sucks. Yeah, you can have your cake and eat it too all you want, but you're still going to have all those factors facing you. And maybe you're not there yet, but I think you know in the back of your head that if you continue your lifestyle the way that it is, you will be. You will be. And let me ask you this. What would it feel like to have your heart be something different? To have your heart be, no, thank you. I don't want to eat that. No, thank you. That's going to make me feel really crappy in a couple of hours. You know what? I really want that, but no, thank you. I really want that. And this really sucks right now in this moment. But have you ever woken up the next day after you have made a good decision, a decision that you're proud of, that you're happy with? Have you ever woken up the next day and felt that feeling? That feeling of accomplishment, not the feeling of guilt. We all know what that feels like, of of, of being ashamed, of being remorseful, that we cannot hold to our discipline the way that we want to. What if you didn't have to deal with that hard anymore? Or if it was so infrequent that the other side of the hard became easier? Picture this going to a barbecue, people don't even ask you anymore because they know you're going to say no. They know that you live a certain way. They know that you're not willing to trade how you feel for a piece of cake or another barbecue or another whatever, beer, drink, cocktail. They know that you're perfectly fine with drinking water. They know that you're gonna bring your food with you. What if that was normal? What if that was normal? And here's the main thing that you need to understand and and the biggest thing that I want you to take along with you is that this is not gonna happen overnight. 
I have these conversations with my clients over and over and over again. But the one thing I hear that's repeated is, you know what? I could have done better, but I've done a lot better than I would have. And you know what? You're not perfect and you're not going to be perfect. But if you can do it a little bit better week by week, before you know it, those mess ups, those guilt tripping moments are going to be farther and fewer between and they're still going to happen. They're still going to happen. I I'm telling you, there are probably anomalies out there, but some of the most disciplined people in the world are still human beings that put their pants on one leg at a time, just like you and me. Even the most beautiful bikini competitors that grace the stage that have the most unbelievable physiques on the planet. I swear they don't have one single dimple of cellulite. They have mess ups. And I think the biggest takeaway I want to hone in on is that you're, you haven't failed until you've quit. And the beauty of quitting the lose weight, quick diets, quitting the things that you know are not going to be sustainable for you is that you're never going to quit unless you just completely give up. There's always room for more. There's always room for improvement. There's always room for another level. And the beauty of slow consistency over time is something bigger and better than you can imagine. Um, I want to go back to May 29th of 2017. This would have been a couple of weeks after my very first bodybuilding competition when I was ready and on prep for the next competition. I competed two times that year. And I came across, actually my son did, he was using an old notebook of mine that I haven't used for a very long time. Um, and he came across some measurements, um, from May 29th of 2017. And I was around 105 pounds. Um, again, I had just, um, you know, stepped off stage two weeks prior. So it was very, very tiny. Um, but one of the measurements in particular that just completely struck me sideways was my waist measurement. And I was 105 pounds and had a 25 inch waist. 25 inch waist is very, very tiny. However, I am now 126 pounds and I have a 25 inch waist. I'm not on prep. I am well over 18 months from being on stage. Um, in fact, the last time I was on stage, I had a 23 inch waist. And my point is not to brag about those measurements, although I am very happy about my progress. But my point to that is to share with you that even the most imperfect person, such as myself, who has messed up a lot, who has woken up more days than I like to share um, with that guilt feeling of why did I eat that? Why did I drink that? Why did I do that? Why didn't I get that workout in? Why can't I get off the couch? Why did I eat that candy? I've had so many of those days, but they get farther and fewer between because I've chosen to remain consistent and disciplined time over time. And I think that, um, you know, once you push your body to its limits, you kind of get to know what you're made of and what you're capable of. And I think maybe a lot of you haven't been broken. You haven't gotten to that point of complete, pure push 
of brokenness where you know what you're capable of. Um, not that I'm saying that you need to get to that level, but I think that is maybe why so many of these little things seem so hard when you're in the moment and you've made a promise to yourself, but yet when you're around certain peers and certain individuals, you so easily give up on, on that discipline that you set forth to carry through with that day. And so I would really challenge you to find out, you know, what are your triggers? What are your triggers? I have so fortunately been able to, over the past five, six years of my journey, I have been able to figure out what my triggers are. Um, you know, and it's nothing crazy. It's, it's pretty standard. Um, I have, like I've, I've shared, um, and, and maybe I'll share it more, but I was getting to the point with alcohol, um, never to the point where I was Um, getting drunk every night, but I was getting to the point where I was having a drink a night. Um, And sometimes that would turn into two or three. And then yet wondering why I'm not achieving the goals that I wanted to achieve. And I went through a period where I tried to just completely um, cut it out during the week and just drink it on the weekends. And then, um, you know, I found myself in a place where I wasn't happy with. And so I chose to do a bodybuilding competition. Well, if you're not mentally straight and your body's not healthy, you have no business jumping into doing a a bodybuilding competition. I'm just going to tell you that. But what happened was I blamed my desire for balance, AKA drinking on bodybuilding and the inability to achieve balance. And so rightfully so I I threw in the towel and quit um, prepping, which I think anybody should, if, if you're in that sort of mental state, well, time went on and time went on. And it's just been recently this past May that I wouldn't drink during the week. However, one time per week on date night was my time to drink. And I would continue to tell myself each and every week that I was going to stop at two drinks. I would have a two drink limit and I would blow right past that two drink limit. Um, it's not funny, but to me, it's a little bit comical because it's like, why set these limits? If I know I'm just going to blow right past it because I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready, but I think alcohol is one of those things that can just be really, really tricky. Um, you know, just because I talk about not drinking anymore, it, it doesn't take a lot for alcohol to prevent you from being your highest self. And, and the crappy part is, is that it is so accepted amongst society. You look on Facebook and there's all these memes about the funny comical things about drinking and, you know, let's you know, chug a bottle of wine because it's been a hard day or because I have kids or because I got done with work or because my boss sucks. Like it's become one of those things that's comically accepted, um, to over drink. Um, and it honestly, that's not okay. Um, I'm not saying that I'm going to be this stick in the mud person who says alcohol is bad and I'm not going to drink and I'm going to look down on you because you drink. No, not at all. Um, 
it is something that I, for me, had to look at and honestly ask myself if this is the one thing that's honestly preventing me from being the highest self, the highest achiever that I can be. And that, quite honestly, was a big thing. Um, when you are masking feelings, when you are trying to calm your nerves, when you're trying to take the edge off, you're not allowing yourself to really see why you're feeling that way. And maybe I can do something that's a little bit more healthy. Maybe I can go on a walk. Maybe I can do some yoga. Uh, maybe I can drink a glass of water instead and truly embrace the fact that I'm not feeling a hundred percent right now. And why is that? Um, and I, because here's the deal is alcohol then causes anxiety. So let's say that you're masking, you're hiding, you're, you're making yourself feel better because you're drinking alcohol. And then the next morning you feel even worse because maybe you said something that you wish you wouldn't have said, um, you know, and maybe this isn't going to resonate with any of you, but this is just something that I had to take a hard look at myself in the mirror and ask, um, is this the one thing preventing me from being my highest self? And, and it absolutely was, um, thank God for my husband. Thank God for him because every day after date night, he knows what I'm capable of. And he also knows the desires of my heart. He knows that I want more than that for myself. And so thank God for him that, um, he was, he was, um, able to be honest with me the day after our date nights and say, you know, Hey babe, you kind of blew past that two drink limit. Um, and, and it was the third weekend in a row that I heard that from him. Um, it was a third weekend in a row, in a row that I heard that from him and I, um, really didn't like what I was hearing. I really didn't like who I was looking at in the mirror. Sure. I wasn't drinking during the week. Would anybody on earth consider me an alcoholic? Absolutely not. But I don't have to be an alcoholic to have a problem with it. Um, and that was the morning that I had decided. And that's, that's when I had my last drink and I'm talking into this podcast microphone right now. That was about a little over six weeks ago. Because I knew that until I can change my relationship with alcohol, until I can say um, a hard line in the sand that I am okay with two drinks, that I am not spending my entire um, week looking forward to those two drinks on date night or spending the entire date night just wanting to drink, then I need to cut it out. I need to let it go. And, and I challenge you, what is the one thing preventing you from your full potential? And alcohol is just one example. I have other triggers preventing me from being my highest self. Um, some of those triggers are not working out. If I don't get a certain amount of exercise and movement in every day, stress tar- starts to take its toll on me. Um, and that's something that I have figured out. Um, another one, this is a silly one, but it's homemade baked goods brownies, um, muffins, cookies, like baked goods. I just, brownies, especially probably my number one. If there were actually, I'm kind of surprised there's a skillet brownie in our kitchen right now that I have surprisingly not touched, but typically I think that just goes to show, I think that just goes to show where I'm at mentally right now. But, um, when you're in a healthy mental state and you have discovered your triggers and you, um, 
allow yourself to understand what they are and try to stay away from them. I know that avoidance is not a popular topic. However, I believe that if you are making a, um, you know, an alcoholic go into a bar and spend a lot of time there, they're going to struggle. I do believe that avoidance sometimes is key, at least for a period of time until you know that you're the one in control and you're the one in charge. And so those things can be challenging, but it's very important that you know what your triggers are and you know what's holding you back from really meeting your full potential. Is it, what are some, I guess, other things that could be causing you to not be able to, to meet your fullest potential? Is it lack of planning? Is it lack of time? Um, I think the most common thing that I ever hear, um, you know, obviously I work with busy working parents. I think the most common thing that I hear every single week is that I don't have time. And we talk a lot about reframing how we talk to ourselves. Um, you know, and, and with the, I don't have time thing, the biggest way to reframe that is I didn't make the time because you're not making an excuse that way. You're simply owning the fact that it was up to you and you still chose not to. You chose to prioritize other things in front of your goals. Um, I have clients that most of them have put themselves last cutting her workout short or skipping a meal and then eating fast food to cater to their needs. When there's a time and a place, I understand if it's an emergency. However, if you can simply say something to buy your time back and to own your time, it can change the ball game for you. So for example, I would love to give you a ride. However, I'm going to need 10 minutes so that I can finish my workout. Or that's a great idea. I can take you there. However, I need to eat my lunch before we leave so that I don't make a bad choice later. You know, and just making those simple um, decisions and slowing down and just saying, hang on a minute. What do I need to do in this moment to make myself the best that I can? Because in the end, you have more energy and and better energy, more positive energy to give when we are taking care of ourselves, when we're meeting our essential needs. I went through a period of time, especially during this challenge recently, and thank God I had quit drinking by then because... I probably would have had a heart attack or at least an anxiety attack. But, um, you know, we went through a very, very, very busy phase to where I was working until 10 or 11 o'clock at night, getting up early and doing it all over again. Um, but that time I did things differently. I made sure I ate. I made sure I was drinking my water. I made sure I was getting my workouts in. Unfortunately, my family was suffering. I mean, I was working, sitting at ball games with my computer, but I knew that I, that that was a season, a short season. And then I also knew that if I didn't take care of myself, I would start having the heart palpitations and anxiety attacks that I tend to, to start having when I get busy that like that. And so I think the biggest thing is understanding this goes back again to understanding your triggers. And yeah, it's going to be hard to say no. Sometimes it's going to probably say be hard to say no a lot, especially at the beginning But again, that goes back to my saying that simple is not easy and don't confuse the two. And again, you have to pick your hard. 
Do you want your heart to be continual disappointment, guilt, and not loving who you are? Or do you want your heart to be saying, no, thank you. I brought my own food. No, thank you. I'm, I'm not interested in drinking tonight. I have, I have my own beverage that I brought with me, AKA sparkling water, whatever the heck it is. Pick your heart, which heart? Cause it's not that hard after you've done it several times, people will eventually start leaving you alone. Grandma won't be too offended that you didn't eat her cookie after she realizes that you're serious. It's just that you've been too easy to convince in the past. It takes hardly any convincing and then you give in and you cave. So what if you changed that? What if you started right now and you changed that going forward? You know, and, and there's so much power in that, that you gain each and every time you fill yourself up with that pride of not giving in. Okay, guys, I'm going to wrap this podcast up for you. I hope that you have uh, gained something, at least motivation, if anything, from this particular podcast. It actually was completely unintentional um, to record this podcast today. Um, I'm using what I call my small minutes to get this podcast out to you guys. I had this, um, I'm in between client check-ins right now, and I, I just had this common theme, and I knew that if if this handful of clients were struggling with this particular issue... I knew that there were probably a lot of other people out there struggling with that very same thing. And so I wanted to make sure I brought that message to you. But now I have to run so that I can get my workout in before I continue with my client check-ins and then pick up my daughter because the race is never going to end you guys. So it is up to us to figure out how we can use our small minutes to pick hard that we want to run with. All right, you guys make it an amazing week. I know you can. You are the only one stopping you from achieving your goals and becoming your highest self. All right, guys, until next time. If you like this episode, please be sure to tune in every single Tuesday morning. Don't forget to subscribe and turn on your notifications so you don't miss a beat. We'd love it if you'd share this podcast to your Instagram story, Facebook page, or any of your other social media platforms so that I can help others out there become the best versions of themselves. I so appreciate you listening in and until next time, keep your goals high, but keep each step attainable.